and welcome to episode 112 of the Random Town Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Angel. And our third chair is back. Jose doesn't need an intro. <clears throat> well, you're not on every single chair, <laughs> or you're not on every single episode. So you do need an intro, because you're that special to us. Aww. But anyway, this episode of the show is called uh, Micro Machines, as we'll be sharing impressions at the tail end of both Chibi Robo Ziplash, finally, and uh, Human Resource Machine, which is the new game from the uh, Little Inferno and World of Goo. Devs. Tomorrow Corporation. Tomorrow Corp, thank did you. Did you ever play the Micro Machines video game? I did not. Is it or good? Did you ever collect Micro Machines? I was more of a Hot Wheels guy, but I did have both. The no, why did I say that like a newscaster? <laughs> if, if you ever run into the Game Boy Color Micro Machines game, I believe it was Micro Machines. I'm pretty sure I'm never going to oh, see that in my life. Oh, that's the one we played? Yeah. yeah that was we, super fun. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Really hard, but it was really fun. The in what? this episode, we're also going to be talking about Micro Machines, or we just did talk about Micro Machines, but yeah. is it that good? Yeah, it's actually really good. It's a really fun top-down racing game. You could compare it to Off-Road Pro-Am or whatever. Oh, I played that in arcade. Just more yeah. top-down instead of three-quarters. So what did, have isometric what did white little kids play? Only child. The same as every other race, because video games see no color. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played other games. I don't game know. Boy. On Game Boy? Yeah, because this is a game. Conker's Pocket Tales. Really? J- uh, Donkey Kong Land. Mario Land. Bugs Bunny and Crazy Castle 2. Not one, just two. Yeah, how was Conqueror's uh, Pocket Tales? Pretty fun. It was like kind of Zelda-y, weirdly enough. It was <laughs> like you had a bow and arrow, or like I a slingshot. I had no idea what to, like, It was like before they time. did Bad Fur Day, so it was before he got all raunchy, so it was just innocent little Conqueror, like, I'm going to rescue Baby <clears throat> Squirrel, or whatever her name was. And he I didn't even know he had a Game Boy game. Yes, he did. It was supposed to be preempting the GameCube, or the N64 one, but then... He had a bad fur day, and you know how that ended up. Mm. But anyway, this episode's about none of that. This <laughs> episode is, like I said, about Chibi Robo and Human Resource Machine. But first, it's worth mentioning that um, it is our fourth anniversary episode. And as such, uh, it's worth noting that we're doing a contest. So at the end of this episode, stay tuned, because we're giving away $35 in eShop credit. And we'll explain how... What you need to do, it sure is. We'll explain how uh, you can enter and what you need to do to win, which is really the same <clears> thing, said two different ways. But we'll explain that at the tail end of the show, so stay tuned for that. Mm, that came out of nowhere. Well, sort of. But uh, yeah, th- these four years did come out of nowhere, didn't they? It went by so fast. But yeah, with that said, um, it is the holiday season now, officially, which means now that Thanksgiving is coming past, which means that uh, news cycle is a bit slower. Especially this week because it's Thanksgiving. So uh, for this episode, we're going to shake things up a little. We still have some news to discuss, as always. But then we're going to talk a bit about the holidays, both what Nintendo's doing this year that differs from the past, and some of our own favorite Nintendo holiday memories of years past. If so, uh, oh, there's plenty for me. I don't know about you guys, but I have so many. Um, so we'll be doing all that. So we might as well start with the news. Uh, it's really just indie news for the most part, but I did want to mention... Kind of this, this announcement came out like the day before Thanksgiving, or maybe two days before, which is very strange timing. And that is um, that they're making a sequel to Retro City Rampage, which, for those who don't remember, that's the 8-bit kind of GTA-style game um, that's all like in-jokes about the 80s and meta-game jokes and that sort of stuff, and pop culture. That's but, horrible. Yeah, see, you didn't like... That's what's interesting is you didn't like it, but it went on to do quite well on 3DS. Like, the developer is saying that it, it, was, it was on other systems first. But the um, the rate at which it was selling on 3DS has been the most consistent of anyone. And if it came I out... I see how it could do better on a handheld. Than a yeah, yeah, it does seem more handheld-friendly. But based on the fact that, like, it came... If it came out on 3DS, like, the same time as PlayStation and Xbox, actually would be the best-selling version. Or had the potential to be. So, it's kind of interesting that, even though you hate it, a lot of people seem to like it. I played and, on PS3. Right. 
Right. And interestingly enough, the new one's going to be exclusive to PlayStation at first as well. But he did say it is coming to a Nintendo platform, at least one. 3DS is a shoe-in. NX is a maybe, depending on what it is. But what they're doing with it is called Shakedown Hawaii, and it seems to address some of the stuff that I seem to remember you saying way back in, like, episode 51 or something. You Whoa. saying, yeah, it's not, I, I didn't. He did, totally went back uh, to Jake. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> but yeah, you were saying at the time that you, it was boring, right? You listened right? to my side, too. What? You, seen, you even listened to Well, no, I was going to ask you to, yeah, I did, what? Yeah, elaborate. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what did you like about it? Because I remember you saying it was kind of boring. Liked about it? What didn't you like about it? Um. Oh yeah, the eight bit open world thing was not really working for it. it Too just, low res. Not enough you could do with the graphics. <clears throat> uh, it just didn't really seem appealing. It was just boring. All the references were like, uh, <laughs> like just that, trying, that's your trying, opinion. trying to were, be uh, funny. Was like I know what they're trying to do, but it's like, right. not working. It seems like from what I've seen of Shakedown Hawaii, they might address some of that stuff. They made it not boring? Well, it's 16-bit now, or 32-bit. It's Super Nintendo quality. I don't look at graphics. Well, hold on. The reason I'm telling you that is even because the original game... Bad. What? No, I said even... I don't look at graphics, even though I just said 8-bit probably made it bad. Yeah, so you're you're a bit of a contradiction. But, um... No, what I was going to say is the, the thing that's interesting is the original, they made this whole point, like, we're going to build it so it could run on NES hardware. Like, it's limited by that. This one, they're uprising everything, and it's at least Super Nintendo power, which automatically means it can do more. There's destructible environments. There's more weapons. There's just more. And the game, like, because it's not 8-bit, and because it's 32-bit or 16-bit, I'm not sure which, uh, depending on how you... Like, when you watch the trailer, it looks more like an actual substantial thing you can explore and navigate. It seems like there's just more meat to the to it. So I'm hopeful that kind Wait, of fixes the, same, the stuff you had. Is a sequel? It's sort of a sequel. It's set 30 years after uh, uh, Retro City Rampage. And he's retired and comes out of retirement. Whoever the the, the player is, I think is his name. And I honestly, that's what they named him. And uh, and yeah, basically you're like doing whatever it is you're doing, but the world has obviously progressed forward. So a lot of the jokes and whatnot aren't 80s references anymore. That's good. They're, they're, no, not just 90s. That's the thing that kind of got me most interested is they're contemporary-ish too. The reveal artwork for the game is a throwback to the Max Payne 3 Game Informer cover, which is pretty unique at times. It's just a picture of Max by himself with no... Like, it's just clip art. It's like stock art of just Max, nothing else. Which was unusual game mag... You know, game magazines at that point, early 2000s, were really, like, as much as you could cram in the cover, and this one was just, like, him in a black background. So it kind of stood out. So they're referencing that. There's, like... It makes me think that, um... If the dream references like that, or the fact that they have other more contemporary things I'm blanking out on but I remember him saying something that maybe they're going to do relevant callbacks and not just the 80s nostalgia that's been over overdone by this point so there's ho I'm hopeful because like this game did quite well in the eShop it's made by like one or two people it seems like there's potential for the sequel to do well it is coming I mean, to a Nintendo there is. system I mean, it, I, I definitely just say it as one of those games that like <clears throat> One appeal to everyone, but it's definitely one thing that needs to exist on the console because it satisfies a niche that very exists. much deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like yeah, there's a game for everyone, and I'm sure like this is someone's like perfect game. Yeah, and I mean, it does seem like they're whether they heard your specific criticism back in episode 51 or not. It does <laughs> seem like they are trying to beef it up and make it more of a meaty experience than the original, since they now have the power. Because like so. to think it had a direct influence on their decisions. You could think that. Yeah, I don't think V Blank is actually like what did Elvis say, but you never know. Um, and if nothing else, even if it's something that none of us plays, one more notch on the eShop's belt and one more 
they, that's once the PlayStation exclusive. One more ends. pile of dookie no, to add to no, the Nintendies. No, that's a very, that's a, that's a very pessimistic view. <laughs> Have you seen the, the, the Nintendo Nintendies? Nindies. Nindies. <laughs> Nintendies sounds like some weird sort of like underwear, like white <laughs> tidies and Nintendies. Uh, the Nindies, man. Nindies. Yeah, some, some of them are just well, the ones that so bad. The ones that Nintendo highlights are usually pretty good. For yeah, the, 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 only, the only one that they've ever highlighted that kind of made me I wish I could not the really name feel like I agreed with was um, Sportsball. You know Sportsball? Not really. Well, no, not really. Like, it, the gameplay felt too much like um, like Jalf, which I didn't really mm. like too much. And not only that, but um, the the background felt too busy. Like, it was kind of hard to distinguish. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, it wasn't really its inherent fault, but it was just one of those things. It just didn't really click. But, right, I mean... Right. The majority of them do, so we should... Well, there is back. that one game. The one that took me forever to beat. What was that? We played oh, the demo. Oh, Love Planet. I'm no, not that. Freedom Planet. No, 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 no. The one where you're shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first person, like, cubist art experiment turned into a video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't remember what it was. But yeah, that one was a bit more questionable. Did that ever get a release? Um. Yeah, I think it's out. Hmm. We should play it for a good bit. You know what's funny? Like, I've actually... Every few people that come over, I always, like, get them to play that game. Uh-huh. Well, no, 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 no. The, 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 the first person cubist Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's called off the top of my head. That's, oh, God. Yeah. It took Jason. me an hour to beat it. It was very embarrassing. That was a demo. I know. You know, let's change topics. Before <laughs> we dwell on my horribleness. Um, on the other side of the indie game with name recognition coin, so we had... Retro City Rampage sequel on one side. The other side is a Binding of Isaac Afterbirth, which is out on everything that can run it currently. But uh, PS4? It's coming to PS4, so not everything. It's out on PC and Mac. I got to lie. Because uh, I misspoke and you corrected me and I corrected myself as well. High five. Mm. Or woo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do when you don't actually want to raise your arm. You just make a whip sound. Anyway, um, now they so know. The, now they know. <laughs> they, they would have known before, you're right. But there's been some weird drama with Afterbirth coming to Nintendo Systems. Um, first off, for those of you who don't listen to every single episode, I think the general consensus is ran Nintendo as an entity, specifically YouTube, if you played it a lot. Really, really, really like Binding of Isaac. Yes? Cool. Yeah. I mean, you were raving about it in the episode we reviewed it. 103, for those who are curious, if you want to go back. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's happening. So it seems safe to say that you guys would have liked to see Afterbirth on Nintendo Systems. To go with I literally just bought it up for a computer. I or have for, it on Steam a, already. A, but if you, I mean, but you guys double dipped on the original. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I haven't really played it. Ah, well, whatever. <laughs> it was supposed to come to Nintendo. I was trying to make you guys feel like you were part of part of the story. But no, 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 I mean, it, it, it is cool. <laughs> like, I mean, I would, I would hope that every version of the game gets the DLC, like for no matter what console. I mean, that's the spirit. See all the stats, the spirit. No, I mean, like, <laughs> well, I would want Edmund to get more money. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so like, I bought it for 3DS I mean, and didn't really play it. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's a substantial update. I mean... Yeah, well, cool anyway, cool. before you get your hopes up about it, now that I've gotten you into the idea, I'm going to crush it back down. Uh, Nicholas, the publisher of Binding of Isaac on Nintendo Systems, their founder tweets some not very encouraging news about it, saying, and I quote, Evaluating Afterbirth for Wii U, new 3DS, and PS Vita. Not running at a performance level I'm happy with. Outlook not good. Which, if you think about it, sounds a little absurd that they can't get what amounts to a 2D dungeon crawler to run on a Wii U or even, let's say, the new 3DS or, P- or Vita 
But to their defense, to Nicholas's defense, um, the ability to stack a hundred, the ability to stack weapons and have like those one hundred plus different weapon weapon combinations apparently requires a lot of processing power to do because it's doing all those combinations on the fly. They're not pre-coded. They're actually double stacking everything or triple stacking or whatever in real time. It just reflects on the Wii U. But that's the problem. That's the issue is um, <clears throat> here's how he responds because people are like, what's wrong with the Wii U? And he said, direct tweet, direct tweet, stop lying to yourself. The Wii U is not much more powerful than a Vita. Yes, it is. I don't know. No, it is. Like, <laughs> think about it. You can't have a Vita it, yeah. run... Like, I seriously doubt the Vita can run Smash Bros. in 60 frames per second on two screens, one in HD, one in 480p, simultaneously. I doubt it can do that for Mario Kart 8. I know it probably can't run Xenoblade Chronicles X Giant World in real time. Like, there's... I You could argue I'm a little biased as an Nintendo fan, but if you look at just the raw specs, the Wii U has better CPU, GPU, internal memory, RAM, internal storage, everything. Maybe I come up a little too so, extreme of a comparison. Yeah, like, why would he say that? That's the thing I don't get. Is like, why well, I suspect is going on is Nicholas is trying to keep their costs down by porting over Afterbirth in some sort of, like, wrapper of sorts. Like, they had the original game code, and they, like, put, like, a rapid incompatibility for whatever platform, just toss it on instead of actually optimizing the game for each platform. Which is fine. I get it. They don't want to spend a ton of money. It costs a lot to optimize, a lot of manpower, et cetera, et cetera. But why do you need to throw the Wii U under the bus? Why can't <laughs> you just say, we're not going to do it? Like, you don't need to start. And why is your comparison point the Vita, not the Wii U? The Wii U is exactly really more powerful. To compare like, to, like, the worst, that... the thing doing worse right now. I guess, but like, I can get, I can get that. They already cut off the Vita's I support. They did basically. It's all just indie games, and that's it. But like, I don't get why he feels the need. And Gravity Rush, whatever version it's called. Yeah, and Gravity Rush too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe the CPU does exceed the Wii U. Maybe he's right. But why not just say it exceeds the Wii U? Why drag the Wii U down to the Vita? It just it's, it's such like unnecessary like making riling up the fanboys, which is what he's doing right now to me. But it's just like <laughs> why why even say that? It reminds me a lot of when do you remember the Project Cars thing we talked about like a couple months ago on the show when they were all gun ho about doing it for the Wii U and yeah. everything with like looking hunky dory. Yeah, and then one day you're like, oh, it doesn't look like it's doable, and then another day you're like, yeah, we're canceling it. Except that entire time that they said it was kind of Wii U, they were actually raising crowdfunding for the Wii U version as well. Like, like, hey, get it for Wii U, PS4, Xbox One, and they're just like, thanks for the money, we're actually canceling the Wii U one. Because at least with that one, they outright said the Wii U doesn't have the guts to do it. It didn't say, like, well, the Wii U's worse than a Vita, and so we're not bringing it to the Vita, we're not bringing it to the Wii U. They at least were honest and said, we'll bring it to NX if we can, but Wii U just isn't powerful enough. That's fine. If, if the Nicholas dude came out and said, Wii U doesn't have the CPU to do it, which I seriously doubt, I think it's how they're optimizing it, um, that would have been okay, but to then, like, badmouth it for no reason, especially when Nintendo fans are Nicholas's, like, primary customer, or at least were in their early what days. What does Edmund say? He hasn't said anything. And to add more confusion to this whole thing, three days later, four days later, he tweets out a Vine video of Afterbirth right on the gamepad. So why on earth would he, like, throw out his reputation No, that I thought he retweeted it. What? I thought he retweeted it. Maybe he re- I don't know. I don't no, know, the, the, the Nicholas founder, not Edmund. Tyrone? Tyrone. There you go. Rodriguez, yeah. He's the one that put it. He's the one that said this initially, and then he's the one that tweeted four days or five days later, the game right on the gamepad. It's just like... So it does work? So why are you bad? Like, it just... All he's doing is hurting his company. Like, if you go on NeoGAF and look at, like, threads about Nicholas, everyone hates him. Like, whose phone just fell? It's not a phone, it's 3DS. Even worse. Well, you know how Miyamoto's like, I'm not gonna approve of them if they can't fall from waist down. If they can't survive. You said that? Didn't you say that? Yeah, no, it's what Miyamoto said, yeah. Yeah. About the handhelds. What was that? He he won't approve of them 
unless they could survive waist down distance. Yeah. Fall when was this? That's like their. It wasn't like, the quality control, like waist down drops. When was this? <laughs> A long time ago. Like it was just, I remember reading about it when they were just when they were talking about building on the probably like on a Go Nintendo like text interview. Um, yeah, it was okay. one of those things. Oh, well, it did. It did survive. So. All the news of Nintendo you ever need. It's yep. true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, if it we bre- talk about the news, but where's the news come from? Go Nintendo. Like, <laughs> 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 there's no lie. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so I, I don't know. It just well, that was like... kind of a downer. I hope our next topic is kind of an up. No, it's even more of a downer. Uh, <laughs> another game that may. Well, well, I was just gonna say about Nicholas. Like their reputation is already kind of. Eh. So this is not helping their case. But yeah, another bit of a downer is. Remember when Minecraft was at come to Wii U for literally like a day? Oh yeah, and then it took the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, so what happened is, for those who aren't up to it, is, uh, up to date on it, is European Rainbow Peggy first leaked that, hey guys, this was the night before the last Nintendo Direct, hey guys, look, we raided Minecraft for Wii U edition and it comes out tomorrow, which is the Nintendo Direct day. And I was like, oh, hooray! And then the Direct happened, and there was no <laughs> Minecraft, and everyone was like, aww. And then a week later, disappeared off Peggy. They took down the listing in the time since our last episode. Peggy 12 or Peggy 18? The rating with Peggy 12. <laughs> Who's Peggy? Why is she 18? <laughs> no, Peggy is the European rating board. The She's ESRB 18 years Europe. old. No, it's for 18 and up. And 12 and up. It's like ESR. It's not like everyone 10 plus is like, oh, that everyone is 10 plus. No, it's the rating is everyone 10 plus. <laughs> She's not. Peggy is not a person. And I think it's younger than 18. I think Peggy the rating board is more recently. Is more recent than that. But, uh, so, my, my question is about Minecraft. Do you think it was an error, or do you think... Yeah, this might kind of think it was an error. Cause that's why I was thinking at first, too, but my gut kind of says it has to be more than that, because then it had a Wii U name. It wasn't just Minecraft, platform Wii U. It was Minecraft Wii U Edition. Like, I mean, someone, I, I, someone I, had to go, oh, there's this game called Wii U Edition. Actually, type I mean, it at in. At least the Wii U got Minecraft Stories, or Minecraft Story You see, mode. and that also makes me think it's still happening. It's getting Minecraft Stories. It Story mode. Yeah, story mode, thank you. It has um, it has this happen. It's the perfect platform for the game. It just feels like it's bound to happen. I mean, think about it. Even if they release it... Maybe they didn't want to step on the toes of that indie developer that's making a block world? Or What? I don't think Nintendo cares about stepping on anyone's toes about that. But, <laughs> no, 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 um, but you don't yeah, Nintendo's ruthless. It's like, they are, actually. It's essentially Minecraft, but not Minecraft, but for the Wii U? Yeah, block world. Block... block I forgot what it's called. Block City, I don't know. But uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, it's. I don't think Nintendo cares, <laughs> but especially because this one is a system seller in some ways. They're not so much a system seller, but this one is something that if a parent gets their kid a Wii U for Christmas, and then come Christmas morning, Nintendo were to say advertise, "Hey, available on the eShop right now, Minecraft." They and Microsoft Studios would generate a lot of money. In fact, I could see the game being a digital release at first, and then they just promote it in the weeks leading up to Christmas. It's like. Download it now when you, you know, open your Wii U Christmas morning, download Minecraft, you're good to go. Like, it's, it could help sell the system a bit to parents. Like, oh, it has Mario Kart, it's this Splatoon squid thing, it has <laughs> Minecraft. Like, it would make sense. Yeah. So, of course, that means it's probably not happening. But, yeah, it's but a I mean, would huge you, market. yeah, would you, would you buy it for Wii U? Probably not. Um, See, I've actually never played Minecraft. Like, I, there's no other way to play Minecraft than in the PC. Yeah, because, like, we have, we still have, we talk about it's on every other system on demand. No, but you should only play it on PC. Well, until the gamepad comes out, or until the Wii version, they have the touch stuff that mimics the mouse on Wii. Yeah, no, but I just mean no, like... No, well, I mean, just controlling it. <coughs> like, I don't know. Well, that's just, what I mean, the gamepad... Isn't there, like, a ton more stuff on the PC? Like, crafting-wise? Mods and stuff. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, well... I see what you mean, yeah, in terms of gameplay options. Um, mm-hmm. 
don't know. I mean, in size. I mean, like, for me personally, it's more like size. we've mm-hmm. already like had our fair share of Minecraft. That like, we played it for a good amount of time when it was still in beta, and then we played it for a little while after, like after it was officially released, and I mean now it's kind of like we're just ready to move on to the next game. So it could be too little, too late for many people. For uh, not for hardcore fans, they're still gonna get it. And for kids, yeah, like they'll they'll buy it on every. Platform. Like, I, wonder, I know I know kids that have it on PS4 on their iPad and on their computer and the cloud it's cloud saves right so everything you just log I in I know it's just for stuff, right? the console stuff I'm not really I imagine sure the Wii U one will hook in as well which actually make it pretty appealing to kids it's like hey here's Minecraft and I can play it on the same place you can play your Mario game or whatever with the gamepad yeah yeah I could be pretty because I've never actually played Minecraft so I feel like I should pick it up just out of like as a gamer I need to play Minecraft like I can't go this long without playing the biggest selling game. I thought we settled that you're a gamer enthusiast. Yeah, but I can still have to dabble. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I you know, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if Nintendo were to, like... Minecraft has recently gotten more, um... They've given you more options to become more objective-based. Like, before, um, it literally just dropped you and didn't well, give you anything beta, to do. Right? No, 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 even after it came out. Oh. Like, it wasn't until, like, a few more updates later that it started giving you, like, achievements where it actually said, like, Oh, here's what you should do first. Craft a table. Craft like a pickaxe, chop down a tree. Like it, right. it kind of told you what to do. Right. I mean, it was kind of like a, a tutorial, but no, I feel like for most for some people like that may help them a lot more instead of having just like hear the world and do whatever you want. Some yeah. people want objectives. But. Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's fair. I, I mean, that's how I am. So yeah, because I feel part. like it wouldn't interest you much if it was just the prior where it was just. Do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, no, yeah, I need, I need, I've said this on the show before, I need some sort of structure. Yeah, maybe you should just play Minecraft Story Mode. Well, that's not even Minecraft. Minecraft, that's just like Telltale game with some block people. <laughs> what they would have wanted. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess regardless of who's buying it, I'm pretty sure if this thing's happening. Sell. What? It'll still sell. Yeah, it'll still sell, and I'm, I, my gut feeling is if this is happening this year, if this is going to be a surprise release, I would not be surprised if Nintendo were to pull back the curtain on it during the Game Awards on Thursday. Now, I don't know if it's the wisest decision ever made to do that, because Minecraft is something that every chorus of the core gamer knows about and has probably played except me. But it feels like it's a big enough deal that Nintendo may think it makes sense to show at the Game Awards. Because keep in mind, this is the same company that at E3, which is also for the chorus of the core, was like, hey guys, check out Wii Music, because they thought for some reason the core would care. So I could see Nintendo making the same mistake and being like, guys, our big surprise at Game Awards this year is Minecraft. And everyone's like, yeah, we, we've been playing that for five years. Like, Minecraft! Like, no, we, we get it, we have it. Minecraft. So I think, I think it could actually show up on Thursday at the Game Awards. I'm not saying it will for sure, but it feels like Nintendo would consider it the right place even if it's not and maybe it is who knows but um yeah so it's it could happen and that's really the last chance i could think of that the game could be announced and be out this year because anything mm-hmm. after the game awards there's nothing that draws enough eyeballs so we're done to promote you can play it christmas morning on your yeah. brand new wii U. happy the game awards hmm. you sneak it into the the smash the smash video at presentation. the very end you can play well, as minecraft steve or whatever yeah i was gonna say is. if they throw a minecraft character in then that <laughs> would be the only other place it would make sense you know actually that's not a bad idea for some real like synergy put a minecraft stage have a minecraft character oh man that could actually be really that Mi- could boost sales i, I, I could see a, a minecraft stage. i could see a lot of people raging yeah for, oh, of course yeah but if they announce that if they announce the game like day and date with the presentation Oh, yeah. It would make a little more sense. I mean, now that Cloud's in there, anything's fair game. He's never, with the exception of Theater Rhythm and Kingdom Hearts, he's never had a real role on Nintendo Minecraft system. feels even less distance. Until I mean, it, it comes to Nintendo. Because Cloud, I mean, 
people argue like, oh, he had cameos in Nintendo games, but Minecraft yeah. had the until they announced it alongside the stage and character. I'm just saying. Yeah. How weird that. Then at that point, it literally makes it like yeah, any, like a total free for all. Yeah. Like, except yeah. Goku, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Except Goku, Goku, like you know what? They're, they're gonna Even announce Naruto could fit because he's they're, they're gonna announce Goku, Goku, and then it's gonna be like like yep, that's it. It's gonna be like Goku goes Super Saiyan or whatever, and then there he is. But uh, you know, speaking of game wars, a quick programming note. Uh, so Angel and I have actually won tickets to the show. So we're going on Thursday, and the reason I bring this up is uh, keep an eye on Ramtown.com in the days following the Game Awards, because we're going to have, like, a, well, it was, like, inside the theater up on the site, assuming they allow us to bring cameras in. And then definitely tune in next episode as well, because we're going to be talking about all the shenanigans and our impressions of the event and what it's like to actually be at something like this. So, so yeah, definitely stay tuned if you have any interest in the Game Awards. And if you don't have any interest in the Game Awards, too bad, because we're doing it anyway. But, um, yeah, so that's just a little programming note for people. But uh, the, that, that actually kind of does it for news. The only other thing I wanted to mention is that while putting together this episode, it kind of occurred to, to me, to us, really, that this holiday season for Nintendo has been kind of weird. Like, this is the first holiday season that Nintendo has had in at least two console generations, since sometime before the GameCube, really, that Nintendo didn't have any sort of major milestone release during that pre-Thanksgiving weekend, like the weekend of like the 18th to the 22nd, it kind of fluctuates. That November weekend, they have always, always, as long as I can remember, had a major release. This year, they've got nothing. I mean, to give you an idea, last year it was Smash Bros. and Amiibo. 2013, it was Mario 3D World and Zelda Link Between Worlds. Uh, going further back, got the Wii U in 2012, Mario Galaxy in 2008, Twilight Princess in 2006, uh, what else? The DS in 2004, um, Metroid Prime in 2002, the GameCube in 2001, like... Every year they've had something. I'm trying to think what what did I skip? Donkey Kong in 2010, Mario Wii in 2009, Animal Crossing City Folk, City Folk in 2008. That sounds right. But I, uh, I think I covered everything for that decade. Uh, 2003 was Mario Kart Double Dash. And to be clear, I know I sometimes write notes on the show. I've none of this written down. This is all off the top of my head. But um, yeah, so every year they've had this something. This is a talent. This, this is a true talent that will get me nowhere in life. <laughs> but um, yeah, every year they've had something. And this year is the first time since I've been an active Nintendo fan buying games as they come out that there has not been a major milestone release. There's been the the, the subpar Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, and that is it. Man, I was, it's I weird. Was, I was like excited for a little bit when I felt that, like, oh... Flash sale for Mario for Mario Ultra Smash. Oh yeah, Mario on uh, the Lightning sale on Amazon. But then it was still like eight dollars off. Yeah, yeah. It's like no. Great deal, Amazon. Uh, but I mean that that also speaks to it. They had the game on sale four days after it came out. Like that alone says a lot. They never put. I think the only other time I remember getting a Nintendo game on sale on Black Friday from that weekend was Animal Crossing City Folk, where I got the Wii Speak bundle version for like forty bucks. But again, that was one of their weaker holiday years as well. So. But what's kind of interesting to me is kind of to look and see how Nintendo's skirting around the issue this year. Because in the past, it's been really easy. They just centered their marketing around, look, it's the Wii U. Look, it's Mario 3D World. But they don't have that this year. So, and I suspect... Smash Brothers and whatever else. That's what I suspect this would have been the case with Star Fox Zero. Even if it did come out, like, they wouldn't have had enough to market with just that. So if you look at what they're doing, this holiday in particular, they're really, like you said, leaning on older games. They're running ads for the Wii U, the 3DS, and Amiibo. Like, catch-all ads where it's like, here's all these games, here's all these other games, here's Amiibo. Uh, the Wii U one mentioned Smash Bros. The 3DS one mentioned Smash Bros., a year-old game for both systems. 
the imme- the only mention of anything that's come out this month is a very quick like sideways mention, like a quick like just saying the name of Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival on the Amiibo ad. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World has no marking of its own. It's part of the Amiibo commercial, weirdly. And same with Super Mario Maker. And then the only game I could think of that has any sort of individualized campaign is Yokai Watch, and that's because they're aiming at kids that are watching the cartoon and stuff. Even Mario Tennis has zero advertising. There's not a single commercial for Wii U that mentions it at all. Even around the time of its release? Nothing. It was its release. We're in its release window. It was last week. There's been some online ads, maybe. There's been some YouTube stuff, but there's been zero Wii U commercials that are like, like, Nintendo could have had, like, look at all the great games this holiday, and just rattle off ten games, but they can't even think of ten games to rattle off, so they're just sticking with Smash, and Splatoon, and and uh, yeah, well, Mario Maker, I think. I mean, again, if they didn't have the delays, they could have had Zelda and Star Fox, but... Yeah, yeah, and, and you could tell that they're kind of um, trying to struggle with it, but I mean... That would have definitely brought, like, that balance that I guess yeah. you would expect, but... And, I mean, to be honest, we're kind of... This is kind of a biased view, because we live in a bubble as hardcore Nintendo fans. Like, we play a game the day it comes out, or talk about a game the day it comes out, and then four months later, it's, like, on to the next one, and that's exaggerating. Usually it's less. We might still play it, but, it's, it, you know, it's like, oh, that's old news already. But you for definitely parents, won't. What? You definitely won't. Yeah, I still play Smash with you guys and Mario Kart. I play Mario Kart pretty often with friends. Um, so, ha. Huh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for casual people, though, this actually... Isn't that like it's weird to us because we're used to every November it's like you get this new game you ready here's Zelda, but for the casual parents and the budget buyers and stuff, that's it's perfectly normal and reasonable. They like think they don't have too many options. They have a lot of options. They don't even look at just Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, seriously, and like Nintendo's or, catering to them this year. Yeah, not only that, but I mean like, I'm sure a lot of them like are primarily even looking at just um Skylanders or. Lego Dimensions, that guy's mm-hmm. like, the, like, oh, okay, this is what I have to the get my kids. And then, like, whoa, what are the things I could sprinkle in there? Oh, maybe Mario Tennis. They like tennis. I heard him say the word tennis once. <laughs> I know I know. he likes that Mario guy, and I want to teach him about real sports or something like that. Yeah. And then they look at the back like, oh, okay, no super crazy gimmicks. All right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's only one stadium. Perfect. He'll know it's, it's, uh, it's layout very well. And we always do play in the same stadium in the park, so. Let's like, <laughs> just see like real life. <laughs> But, uh, oh, there's, you can't play online with friends? Great, because I want to only play with strangers, so that's perfect. And if he randomly but... runs into them, which I guess also happens in the park. That's true. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe Mario Tennis Ultra Smash isn't just a poorly made, a poorly thought it's out a game. Really maybe well it's really well thought out life. Yeah, I mean, it's just mimicking real life. You don't get multiple stands. You don't always play with You're friends. You're going to super jump in real life. You, there are me- mega mushrooms are real. <laughs> that too. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. So what's, what's up with new 3DS games that are new? That's exclusive. Like, there aren't any. Exactly. What's up right. with that? Uh, the same thing that happened with the DSIs. What's up with that? They're like, meh. They're just going to sell it on its own merits as a replacement for... I bought one. What? I bought a new 3D. So did I. You guys There's two games. Uh, Xenoblade Saga 3D. Or not Dining Xenoblade Saga. Xenoblade Chronicles. Xeno Saga is a whole separate series. Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Binding no, Xenoblade Lizard. 3D. Chronicles is... No, Chronicles. Yeah. Yes. Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles, Chronicles 3D. And Binding of Isaac. You think Afterburst is going to get on? Probably not, for the reasons we <laughs> talked about a little earlier. As you may recall, if you weren't being distracted. <clears throat> no, I heard that, but, I mean, maybe the new 3DS is better than the Wii U. Well, no, that's the point. He said new 3- 3DS is out, like Vita, like Wii U. Mm-hmm. But then he made the dumb mistake of calling the Wii U. Plus, I mean, you guys still have a 3D version of Hyrule Warriors. Yes, Hyrule Warriors Legends will only work in 3D if you have the new 3DS. Hmm. High five! I guess. I'm not even getting that game, Yeah, though. I might be high on that. <laughs> <laughs> um... But see, Nintendo, that's the thing is, I don't even think Nintendo 
they just put it out there to boost sales. Like we have talked, you haven't been on the episodes where we talked about, but when we talk about like MPD sales members every every few weeks, um, every few episodes, Nintendo keeps all their spin for the 3DS. Is hey, sales are up year over year if you look at from the launch of the new 3DS till now. From one sale to two sales. Well, it's exactly. It's like from yes, you got a boost from a brand new system and then it cratered. But you guys are pretending the crater never happened by just constantly reminding people how great it was mm-hmm. up three, four months earlier. So, I mean, I think the NX in some form might replace this so we'll see yeah, it reminds me a lot of how the DSi came out and then like 18 months later it's like oh hey the 3DS even though when they first announced the DSi it's like yeah I'll be like the Game Boy Color we'll have it for years we'll have all these exclusive games <laughs> DSi honestly had more exclusive games than the new 3DS does because really? DSi think of like DSiWare only worked on DSi all DSiWare all of DSiWare alright I guess hundreds of games by hundreds I mean maybe Wait, a but few don't dozen you go, don't you guys have Ironfall then no that works on the older one Oh, that's yeah, you can't use that. Up, uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, you got the dual analog. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So there's some games that have dual analog. Anything yeah. that supports the stick, you know, the stick accessory supports the stick. Yeah, that sense just makes sense. I guess if you do that, you go for get up point like you get Monster Hunter and get. Yeah, but it's fine because like, even if you look at Nintendo Hearts, Majora's Mask. Keep going. I want to see what you guys got. That's all I know. No? Okay. Mm, did it work with Resident Evil and yes, Metal Gear? Revelations, like, yes, Revelations, yes, it did. Back? And oh, Snake wow. Eater. Anything that supported the, the um, Circle Pad Pro accessory. But didn't those come out before? I mean, not Resident Evil, but didn't Metal Gear come out before the Circle Pad Pro was a thing? I think they patched in support. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Moon Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Moon Chronicles. Dimension Ooh, Remastered Dimension when it comes out on December 3rd. We'll talk about that next episode, probably, because by then it'll be out. If um, there is a next episode. Are you threatening to kill me? <laughs> Us? Are there death threats occurring? Is that what I'm saying? There will be a next episode. <clears throat> there will. Because we have to announce the winners of our contest for our anniversary. Where we're giving away $35 in eShop money. Episode 113? Yes. Oh. Well, anyway, uh, what I was going to say is it's fine that you bring up the new 3DS thing because I think even Nintendo's <laughs> it's like... It's quite funny. No, no, no. Let me say what... <laughs> I'm glad you find it so humorous uh, as well. No, I'm saying it's kind of funny because if you looked at their, like, going back to what I was saying about, like, how they're catering to, like, more casual people... They're very budget-minded this year, and if you look at one of the things they're pushing very hard on Black Friday, it was a 3DS bundle with Super Mario with Super Mario 3D Land, but it was the old 3DS XL, not the new. So even though they have this new one now and they're promoting it super heavy, then they're like, "Oh yeah, we also have this one that we can sell cheaper." So we'll go ahead and let you guys pay for this thing that doesn't do anything special, and we'll let everyone else buy <laughs> this cheap one. So that I think solidifies that we're not going to see very many more exclusives because they were pushing it hard on Black Friday. In fact, yeah, that, the bundles. That, yeah, the bundles in general, like, Nintendo's always had bundles on Black Friday, but I feel like this holiday, because they needed to sell their older stuff, they're pushing it a lot harder. I've never seen them do a full-page Nintendo.com takeover for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, granted, the bundles are really good. The Splatoon Smash one, where you get the Wii mm-hmm. U and Splatoon Smash, you're paying a ba- basically 130 for a Wii U. That's an awesome deal. And you get two of the best games. Yeah. Which, again, are old. So, they, they're being very strategic. And now, just... Um, <coughs> you should have at least been a bundle for the new 3DS. I guess they figured people that really want it will pay the full price. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, like Nintendo's definitely... This year in particular, Nintendo's definitely going after the budget-minded. Aren't they're, they selling the Zelda... I mean, it's not a bundle, but that Zelda going for 3DS. The, the new one, the golden one. That golden Zelda 3DS. Yeah, it was, it was back at GameStop, yeah. Mm. It seems like they're trying... They're basically trying to milk everything they've already got. Because you've got, like, that coming at GameStop. You've got a bunch of Amiibo re-released for... Um, Black Friday. Unless I checked today, they were still up. So. Yeah, no, I think I think this for certain amiibo, there's definitely a surplus now. Yeah. Some are still hard to find, but for certain amiibo, there's definitely more than there need to be. But even like, I just say about the budget thing, like they opened their first eBay. Nintendo's an eBay store now. 
What? Yeah, like you could go to this thing, you search Nintendo products on eBay, and now Nintendo's own official listings come up with free shipping, which you don't even do from store.nintendo.com. Those aren't discounted very much, the games, but the fact that they're on like a place you go to find things cheap hey, uh, says what's a lot. the point lo- of having an eBay? Well, because a lot yeah. of people for the holidays will just go to eBay and be like, I want this. And Nintendo's able to sell refurbished whatevers and mm. new whatevers, put them in that place, and all these people who are budget-minded, who they're targeting this year, will see it and buy it from them, and Nintendo gets the direct profits. So it's how, like, how do they get merchandise to sell under eBay stuff? It's not merchandise. It's, it's their yeah. own. Oh, oh, well, refurbs. So if you send in a broken system, they'll refurbish it, fix it, and then sell it again. If they send you, you know, if they send you a new one in the interim, um, they have More their games. own inventory. They have their own inventory. They can sell new ones for cheaper. No, it's the same price. It just says free shipping. Oh. But if you're an eBay person, you're going like, oh, I want that Splatoon game. And you see free shipping, and it's from Nintendo. Be like, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. I trust them. Yeah, like they're trust their official sellers. So it's just another way Nintendo's trying to tackle because they have nothing new for the hardcore fans. They're going strictly after these budget-minded or more casual people, and that's just another avenue to take. I it's guess. an affordable Amazon Prime. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's free. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, it's Amazon Prime for just Nintendo. Because not everything on eBay is free shipping, but Nintendo does. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely working, all this. Because uh, Target apparently had their biggest Black like Black Friday sales ever online. Or their biggest online sales ever leading into Black Friday. Three items were named, by name were their top three sellers. The iPad, the Apple Watch. Nuka-Cola? The Wii U. Oh. Not Nuka-Cola. Even though that was Target exclusive. No, But the fact of the matter is... Never had a chance. I know, there's never, been, there's never been a time before when the Wii was a top seller online. It outsold PlayStation, outsold Xbox. So clearly the strategy of, we just won't release games, will target the budget folk, is working on some level. <clears throat> Distracts us from the system itself, I guess? Well, for us, it's just kind of like, <laughs> Well, more but, people to play against? Yeah, it's more people to play against, and like we should have seen this coming, because back in October at their financial briefing, they did very clearly say they're going to keep pushing Splatoon and Smash and Mario Maker very hard. And here we are, commercials for... Literally, the Wii U commercial is just Splatoon, Smash, and Mario Maker. Surprisingly, I guess it definitely does feel like that's it for Marker DLC. I feel like if they were going to mention anything, it would have been, been that direct. Mm-hmm. So, I guess... We're done with that. On to the next one. Yeah, so much for... But see, that's that's our problem. Three more at zero stages. Cause... This is our problem as Ninten- as hardcore Nintendo fans is we're in this bubble where it's like, well, we have all DLC. Oh, well. Meanwhile, Amazon just put up a bundle a few weeks ago with all the DLC in Mario Kart itself for like 80 bucks, which is a pretty good deal. And it's selling well because it's a good deal. So all those people who aren't exposed to it... Basically, we're getting... Well, then that's Nintendo's big... giving the scraps to everyone else and we're just sitting here like, we want another main course. And we're just kind of waiting. Which sucks for us, but for Nintendo, they're still making money probably hand over fist this holiday. It's just as fans, we're kind of... Hand over fist? That's an expression. <laughs> yes. That means a lot of money. <laughs> uh, you never heard that before? No. Hand over fist? That's a new expression. In yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to... I'm here to teach. Oh, you have to look it up. I knew it. You used but it. I do. No, you I'm... You used I'm, it. I know, because I'm going to read it to you so you know what it is. Energetically and rapidly. You said it was a lot of money. Hand over... Yeah, it means they're making a lot of money quickly. Oh, okay. So like, making my hand or fist would be rapidly making money. Like hand or fist is in like the hands reaching before the fist is even close. Take it. Oh. Yeah, the next hand's already reaching. You put one hand over the fist as you pull one away. You take another pile from the pile. Whoa. Hand over fist. Yeah. Let's explain that again. Okay, hand over fist. <laughs> is, like think about it. If there's a pile of money and it's, you're making my hand over fist, as you're pulling some of the money away in one fist, you're already reaching for more money with the other hand. 
So the hand's going physically oh, over the fist. Oh, okay. Yes. I okay. wish I had the you more you know jingle queued up right now to play, <laughs> but yeah. So they're making money. They're probably making money like crazy this year. I'm sure when we see in November NPD next, which I think we cover next episode. It's out by then. Um, I'm sure we're gonna see some pretty strong sales for Nintendo for games that we would not expect to see on the chart. Smash, Mario Kart. So. Talk to have an expression of the day. I feel like we kind of here. do, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I but for us Nintendo fans, it kind of kind of sucks. Um, which made me realize we. Maybe this year isn't so great, but Nintendo's had some really good holidays before now. So I thought, I don't know, I have a lot of memory. What are some of your guys' favorite, like, Nintendo holiday memories? Because I've had a lot. I could rattle off, like, four, which I probably will before the podcast is done. But um, does anything jump out of you as, like, I wish this year was, like, that one year that I got, like, Metroid Prime or whatever. Like, was there any specific game or Christmas memory you're just, like... You say that, like, like you just say, like, a random, like, random game on the top of your head. I might have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wait no you did tell me that yeah, once that's you. right and that was totally subliminal like that was not on purpose no uh, I don't know I can't really think of too many cause like even for that Metroid Prime one I get like oh that was a good holiday season cause I got Metroid Prime and always got Metroid Fusion but I kind of picked my game like it wasn't really like a surprise it was just like I went out shopping with my mom and then we picked all the games. But I mean, it doesn't have to be a surprise. Like, was it yeah, just, but like, I mean, you got, you know, like, when you're I mean, a kid, there's but so I mean, many... But I mean, it's a memorable Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. I don't know, but it wasn't, like, very... It was just cool because I got the game, but it wasn't, like... I wouldn't say it's a memorable holiday. Well, I, 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 I just... Like, there was no reason to I meant like that a story. Holiday, I, I meant, like, a holiday time Nintendo. Fine, here, I'll give you an example. Yeah, give me one. Okay. The Wii launch. The hype going into that thing, for me, was just like... Because E3, everyone was like, what is this thing going... And then the Wii name came out, I was like, what? And then you go... It was at E3, and everyone was raving about it. And then the hype just kept building month over month for the Wii. Like, that summer was just like every... I mean, the Wii, thank you. That summer, like, every trade publication, every mainstream publication was raving about how cool the motion controls were. And I would agree with that. And then, like, yeah, right is a good... Yeah, that's a real, we, and then we when you got in, it... We waited in line at night. Or so did we. Morning. So yeah. did I. Me and my yeah. friend, we went... With we Anderson. actually... That was fun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I get that. See, that's what I mean. Stuff like that. Because that was the memory. holidays. That's what this weekend... I that forgot we just, about that. Yeah, that... This past weekend, the one that's Nintendo's traditional big weekend, that was the Wii like, You could say, like, like, like every launch like that. Like, even for the Wii one, I kind of like that one. Yeah, oh yeah, when we went to Best Buy. Just, yeah, like I already yeah. had a pre-order, but you didn't. And I did like, at a different Best Buy. Oh yeah, yeah, people were like, what are you doing here then? I don't know what. And not, not, not like in a mean way, but they were like... <laughs> They're taunting me. What are you doing here, no, no, kid? No, 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 no. They were telling me that because oh, I didn't yeah. even have to be in line. You're because just, everyone that had a pre-order could just cut to the front. Yeah. But I was like in line with you. Yeah, which I appreciate. And then I guess oh, like the parent next dumb. to us like gave us pizza at some point. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. See, those things are fun, but honestly, that one was fun because it was like us hanging out. But I wish Nintendo would do the big blowouts they used to do for the Wii. Um, so, you know, all that hype was building. And then they went to City Walk. They did this for DS as well, but the Wii one was way crazier. They went to City Walk and took over the GameStop there and basically had a huge launch party at City Walk. They had pyrotechnics. They had, like, weird, like, hula hoop dancers. IGN was there, like, as, like, an official capacity where you're, like, you're, like doing, like, game competitions. Uh, all these news media outlets were there. Like, I, me and my friend were interviewed by Maxim Radio randomly. No, no, uh, Andrew. Andrew. Yes. Um, take notes at home, people. One day there will be a quiz in my friend's name. <laughs> um, and then, like, like the line was, like, thou- there were over a thousand people in line at one point, and it was just, like, we were towards the front. Was, and they gave out swag. We have, I have a Wii baseball cap and shirt that has, like, the launch date and location on it. They did another one in Times Square in tandem. Oh, Wii baseball cap? Yeah. You already sold me. Oh, uh, next time you're over at my house. Uh, they, but the point is, like, Nintendo went all out. Just, they had, like, segways. I forgot this one. They had segways 
with screens attached to the front and Wii's running on them, and they'd patrol the line and let you play Excite Truck just standing in line on these segments. Yeah, that's cool. And like it was insane. It was really really cool. And then the Wii U, they didn't do that. But the but that's what I mean by like that great Nintendo holiday memories. At least for me, is like stuff like that where it's just like Nintendo went like all out. And that was after all the hype, so it was like fever pitch. And I I played the Wii that September at like a demo event, so I already kind of knew what to expect. But then even when I went there on the night before, they had kiosks set up. I'm like, oh, I gotta play it again, gotta play it again. Like, the Wii U, it was cool, but I feel like, maybe it's because I was younger, I don't know, but I feel like it lacked some of that spark of, like, crazy hype. Like, it was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome, but it wasn't like, oh my god, this is, like, nerd nirvana, like that kind of was, for yeah, me at least. That's definitely cool, just, like, that whole time period of the Wii launch. Every time you see it in the store, you want to just mess with the Mii Makers and stuff like that. Yeah, or, like, even, like, the fact that it was selling out so much. Like, it was the hottest thing that holiday and yeah, the next you holiday and the next the holiday. Console or the game, you were out of luck. If you told people you had a Wii, like, that holiday in 2006... It was like their heads exploded. They were like, how did you get one? It was like worse than like the Furby craze or the Beanie Baby craze or any of that. It was like, it was a status symbol. <laughs> no, but it was really cool. Like that was one of those holiday years of Nintendo. There wasn't really things to compare like to that then. What? That's when everyone loved Nintendo. Because then you're sadly disappointed when nothing happens? No, oh, I'm saying that's when all the hype, for, all the love for Nintendo peaked. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But it's, but it's kind of like, now people just don't care about it. No, they still do. I mean, it holds its own. The characters do great. It's the systems that aren't doing as well. You see the parade in Mexico? With, cool. with the Mario balloon? Yep. There's also in Canada a Mario Maker float in the Toronto Thanksgiving parade. Yes. Hmm. And in America, the, the Macy's float? parade... No, different float. In Amer- and in America, at the Macy's parade, we had the Pikachu and the Skylanders and the whatever else. There's a couple game ones. I don't know. I didn't watch the parade this year. I, yeah, I didn't watch either. I just know about them. Um... Go Nintendo. But yeah, like that was one of my favorite. Wait, what? Go Nintendo? That's right. Yep, that's where I saw it. Yeah, uh, shout out to GoNintendo.com. <laughs> it's a website on the internet. Uh, but yeah, it's that, like, that was one of my favorite Nintendo memories, like, that year. That holiday was crazy. The DS one, they also had a big launch event, but it wasn't quite the same scale. But the DS one was cool. I distinctly remember being at Seawalk for the <clears> DS <throat> launch, standing in line, which was a little shorter, but still pretty. When did the DS launch? 2004. Same year as Metro Prime oh, 2. Uh, same I day. Mean, I guess, like, same day was, as Metro It was a holiday thing? Yes, it was uh, November 21st, 2004. Same day as Metro Prime 2 Echoes. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too, just because it was so different and weird. It was cool, yes, yeah, when yes. we got it. And I played it first. Mm-hmm. Wait, you only got one, but you beat him to it? No. You let me play it first. Oh, I got you. God, that's, if you look back at that system, though, it had the worst design. <laughs> like, the original, yeah. original DS. It looked like a weird, like screwed up Star Wars ship or something. Like, it was it was weird. But, yeah, that, that launch event was kind of cool. I just distinctly remember... Do you remember the Metro Prime 2 Echoes commercial they ran that holiday where it was, like, Samus walking down a corridor and when light shined on... She's in, like, a skin-tight suit. And when light shined on her, like, it would show the metal armor, but when there was no light on her, she was just in, like, the leotard. There's some actress portraying Samus. The only reason I distinctly remember that ad is because <laughs> they ran it... Well, no one responded. Could you that one? No, yes. To this day, I'm like, who is she? No, um, they ran that ad every 15 minutes on the giant screen at City Walk next to GameStop, mm. which was NEB. And I was just like standing there in line, just like, oh, here's that ad for the 27th time. Okay. But it's actually a really well done ad. It made it seem very... Because you see, she steps from the it darkness. made you feel things? No. But she <laughs> makes you step from the darkness into the light. That was the tag... Or step in from the... Step from the darkness into the light was the tagline because there's Metro Prime 2 Echoes with the dark and light and all that jazz. Yeah. So that's not a good one. Even though, but I mean, even without big launch events, for me, 
Well, if you remember, they do have a launch event for almost every. No, just console. like just the consoles. That's what I was gonna say. Even without the consoles, is still there's I mean, still some fun years for Nintendo holidays. Like 2002. I don't know if you remember that year, but you probably remember when Nintendo did the quadruple Mario Sunshine in August. Star Fox and Animal Crossing in late September, and then Metroid Prime five weeks after that. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. Four really great games back to back to back to back. Every year, I compare in my head Nintendo's fall lineup for that year to 2002. Because that was just like, I don't know how you top that. I have to remember that's how I got my Nintendo Power subscription through Mar the Mario Sunshine bundle. You got like a... Your computer made a noise. You get $10 off the wave bird. <laughs> just like you know. Ten dollars off the Wave Bird, Mario Sunshine, the Strategy Guide, and a year subscription to Nintendo. Power. I remember that. Just deal. to let me know. Really, let me know. To let you know. Not the people listening. Nope. You, <laughs> you personally, always. But yes, I remember that deal distinctly. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's how I got that game. Yeah, two thousand two was a really. That was, I, I guess, the GameCube's first holiday following its launch. That one, yeah, that was an impressive lineup. Those four games, and they were all really good and very different and distinct. Because this year you could say Nintendo had a lot of games, but a lot of them are kind of like, oh, it's a platformer. But that mm. year is like you got a Zelda-style adventure, a Mar, a 3D Mario game, the whatever Animal Crossing was, no one knew at the time, and Metroid Prime. Like that's a really solid year. So that's been yeah. a lot of good years. Metroid Prime has definitely surprised a ton of people. Yeah, I didn't play Metroid. I don't know if DS is pretty early. See, that was a holiday year. That was another good year, 2005. That was when they launched Nintendo Wi-Fi Connection. So it was online for the first time. I remember being obsessed with Mario Kart DS. Me and my friend, that Andrew guy again. Oh, uh, we, yeah, we used to play online Mario Kart all DS. the cool. time. That was really cool. And we mastered Snaking, and then that was awesome. Yeah, see, there every year there's good Nintendo holiday memories. Even this year, I'll probably look back and be like, yeah, I mean, Mario Maker's cool. But it's not. it doesn't have the same hook because it's not tied to that. Like, I feel like the holidays, it's like Nintendo's... That's when they make their most money. That's their biggest sales, period. So you'd think... They'd release stuff then, but I guess not. You were going to say something about Metro Prime. I forgot already. You are saying about how it surprised people. Oh. I mean, I'm sure that like when that game came out, it surprised a ton of people, but I didn't even play Metro Fusion. Not Metro Fusion. Um, Super Metroid, when it came out, I played that game way later. How do people like Metroid? Right. so fat. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, disclaimer. The opinions expressed on Random Nintendo podcast are those of the individual hosts and not Random Nintendo as an entity. Please do not take what Elvis said seriously as a representation of Random Nintendo. I agree with that. We're going to get so... Whoa. Okay. Again, the opinions are those of individual hosts. I... Okay. Do you guys like the Castlevania games? No? For the same reason, I hope? Well, the, what, the, They're the same freaking thing. Let's backtrack a little... Why don't you like it? We're talking so about, dated. We're, we're talking about um, NES Metroid. Um, no, he said Super Metroid. No, no, I said Metroid. Oh, oh NES. Metroid. I said Metroid. I saying Super Metroid. No, I'm no, like, oh my god, that's why I said that. I beat Super Metroid. I like that. Game. Okay, well, yeah, the original Metroid was limited by its technology. No, I know it's not. It's not as far. It's more like we played all these games way after like more modern versions of their games came out. We're like, oh Metroid, let's see what it's all about. And we're like, oh god, this is horrible. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, the the, the problem is kind of cool. I feel like oh yeah, Metroid Zero Mission. Yeah. Yeah. I like Zero Mission. Yeah, I mean it's just a, just no, one of those things that cool. you play a better version of something because that's what it came from. Like it got yeah. it had the roots to build upon it. Yes. So like it makes sense. Like oh, we're playing something that's more bare bones. So obviously we're not gonna like it. No, that makes total sense. I thought you were saying Super Metroid, which I is mean, why I went into like crazy damage control. No. <laughs> I mean like, so, like whoa, we're gonna get slammed for that. Yeah, I mean like yeah, like Metroid. Like I'm sure like when that game came out, it was really good. But like going backwards, it's like, we're running out of time. I've never gone past the Deku Tree. So boring. Yeah. In Ocarina? Yeah. You've never gotten past the Deku Tree. I got past the Deku Tree in like five different versions of that game. Because they keep re-releasing it. <laughs> and then I immediately stopped. Now, um, 
I usually collect the free stones and then stop. You can almost, but, uh, you can almost kind of say that's kind of more like... You can almost attribute that to our um, Star Fox game because we played Assault before... Oh, yeah, because you guys hate Star Fox 64. So, like, when we, once we played Assault and we immediately like that kind of gameplay, we went back to 64 and it felt so constricted and, like, oh, this is yeah. not, like, what I immediately imprinted, like, Star Fox <clears throat> as in my head because right. I played a more freeform Star Fox. In my head, Star Fox should be on rails. Yeah, exactly, yeah, basically. But your head's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I mean that may be so, but it, it just kind of. Yeah, I know, I know. You know the order no, that you're introduced to games definitely. People want to get into the best, Metal Gear. That's the best. You shouldn't play way of express your Star Fox views on. We talked about it a few times. Actually, yeah, I think I, that's I'm, the most concise, best way you've ever described it. Is that you had an imprint of one thing, but Star Fox has history of another thing. So when you go to that other thing, you're just like, "What is this?" Yeah, it's like I like the exper- totally I, I, I like their experimental version better than what Star yeah. Fox is supposed to be at its Well, core. see, and that's the thing we're gonna talk about in a minute. But that's the weird thing with Chibi Robo. <laughs> Is like the original GameCube one. I think we all agree is the best one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the only one. but every single Tree Row has come out since and has this weird new thing. Like, oh, it's an AR photo game. Oh, it's you use the touchscreen to spin in a America. pinwheel to clean the park. Or oh, in this in one, America. it's a yeah in America. Or oh, in this one, what we'll talk about Ziplash in a few minutes. It's a side-scrolling platformer. So some kid is gonna come in on the platformer level. And be like, you know, like that yeah, level of chibi. And be like, oh, this is Chibi Robo. And then go play it's all, it's Photo all. Finder and be like, what? <laughs> so I, yeah. I totally get it. Or they'll, well, like, they'll the, like Chibi Robo's character and they're like, whoa, there's an open world game over here. Hopefully that's what they do. Oh, man. That's what Nintendo's hoping. Or it might even go the other way where they'll like the platforming Chibi Robo so much. They're like, oh, so Chibi Robo is a platformer. And right, that's and, what I'm saying. And then when happen. they play the open world, they're like, oh, it's not, it's not Chibi Robo. You know, another, good, another great example of that would be Kirby. How many people do you think came into Kirby with like Canvas Curse when the DS was if picking up Steam? they came to Kirby at any point, they could grab a bag of what Yeah, it's weird because half the Kirby's are normal like platforms and the other half are like weird experimental imagine it's Kirby's Kirby Pikmin. game is Kirby's Kirby... Epic Yarn yeah wait what imagine if someone's first Kirby game is Kirby's Epic Yarn and then they go and play like yeah and then they Kirby play... can suck things up what? <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like it's weird how Donkey Kong's an good example how many people do you think entered the Donkey Kong world with King of Swing and then when they played a real <laughs> Donkey Kong they're like what is this they made do Donkey Kong so um... lame do you think it would have benefited Nintendo to at least I'm ki- well I'm saying cause they, <laughs> that's my point they would have a weird view of it <laughs> now you kind of see where my Star Fox view comes from, where I think you guys are crazy for I can insult so much, because I'm used to Star Fox being a specific... Star Fox is a side-scroller, left-to-right game that you just play into the screen. It's very linear, you go directly forward, Something that's it. Sounds boring. But yet, if, they, if I came in with Assault, I totally agree with you guys. Or if um, I came in with Star Fox Adventures, which in and, of, in and of itself is a great Zelda-style adventure game, and then I played Star Fox Assault, to be like, what? <laughs> where my so, quest? <laughs> yeah, like, why... Uh, why... <laughs> Because I'm tight. So, yeah. um, I think that Star Fox Adventure would be like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. But it's super fun. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love Star Fox Adventure. It's like, uh, hey, I want to replay it now. I, I have it. I can bring it over. Some, oh, you guys probably have it, right? Sharp Claw. Do we have it? No, we borrowed it from the... I, I have it if you guys want to borrow it. But um, it's Beautiful super... Joe, you never... I always beautiful you, Joe's right there. I always say, let me borrow Beautiful Joe, and you're like... I'll oh, bring yeah. both. I'll, and bring and I'll, both. Like, I'll bring it next time. By the way, that's another good Along with Mario Power game. Tennis, you said we were supposed to bring it so we could play together. Well, now that Ultra Smash is a complete bust, we will play Power Tennis, yes. But, but uh... GameCube one? Yeah, the GameCube one. It's mm-hmm. the best of the series. Once you, once we, then you can turn off all that stuff later. Um, what's it called? Oh, that's, what I was going to say was, um, you think it would have been better for Nintendo to maybe simultaneously or at least um, stagger the release of uh, Wii U, like, virtual console port of the GameCube one? You know what's funny about that? Because I feel like... You know what's funny about that? If you buy Ultra Smash in Europe, they will give you a free download code for the N64 Mario Tennis. Which, on the surface, sounds totally oh, yeah. reasonable until you realize the N64 Mario Tennis has more stuff <laughs> in it than Ultra Smash. 
So you get Ooh, this one. This version's they, better. Yeah, I bet you there's a number of kids that are going to start Way playing. more characters, too. More characters. There's different courts. There's di- well, there's different courts. Like different characters. It's like, oh, you have Baby Mario. You get, like, Donkey Kong Jr. Well, we're talking about the GameCube one now, right? No, the N64 one. They had Donkey Kong Jr. Oh, yeah. He was the last unlock, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, it also had a... Had a, had a that was before Baby characters. Donkey Kong. It had a Koopa. Yeah. Just a regular Koopa. But, um... Me, I like Koopa Trooper. How dare you? He's my favorite Mario enemy. I don't know. Well, I mean, like back to the Chibi Robo thing. I mean, at least that way. Chibi Mario, but the way you say it like that is like it's a category. I'm pretty sure Koopa's your favorite Mario. Thing, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're saying bring it back. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. If they're saying like, oh, we want to see how this Chibi Robo. Like if Nintendo's saying that they want to see how this Chibi Robo does, and if it doesn't do well, that's the end of Chibi Robo. Like, wouldn't they at least want to at least? Both people to the way Chibi Robo is liked by the majority of the Chibi Robo existing fan base. You would think, because mm-hmm. I mean, but if, that's the problem. Is how it, is Chibi Robo liked by the existing fan base in America? Each game of his has been totally different. Well, reasonably, Chibi Robo on GameCube, you explore a house, and it's total open world, and it's basically it's basically a cleaning, I mean, it kind of tiny like most version of GTA. Like the original one, I've only been playing the consecutive ones because they don't have any other Chibi Robo game to play. Right. Right, but what about people that come in at the park patrol level the and they think it's all gimmicky touchscreen exactly, spin then, the wheels? Exactly, then why not release, like, re-release the original one? Uh, well, they did. It was a new play control game on the Wii. That's right. They, even, and I don't know why it did Even more reason why it know, should, it should be needed to release console. it on the virtual console. Well, see, that doesn't hook in new people in the same way. It does. No, no, it's that's a very like, low-budget like, I mean, they, they could still release the, the new yeah. one like they did and then also just release that You're one. right. They should do that more. I mean, I feel like they that's, like, a better estimate for, like... I mean, this is... Zip Flash, I feel, is like more of a better testing ground for the future 2D Chibi Robo games. Mm-hmm. But if you want to release like the Virtual Console one and it sells really well for whatever reason, then they're like, oh, wow, people really want the open world one. Especially if it uh, sells more than the... To play, I completely world. agree, but to play Devil's Advocate the last time Nintendo did that, hey, this Sin and Punishment Japanese version selling quite well on Virtual Console. Let's make a sequel for Wii, Star Successor, and release it in retail. Oh, it bombed! So it doesn't... Virtual Console's the core... The, the biggest fans, usually. So it's hard to always guarantee... Well, sold a translation over to retail, yeah. At the very least, you release it. Yeah. Just, just so it's I, there. So we could have it. I yeah. mean, I, I kind of want to replay... Dude, Chibi Robo again. HD would be awesome. Huh? Chibi Robo in HD. Just oh, redo yeah. it in HD would look so good. Because it already had really good graphics. So, like, little reflections on the ground and everything. That'd be cool. But what's funny about... What's funny about... the um, sequel. What? I just want the sequel. Oh, the one that never came stateside. Yeah. yeah, me too. The The interesting thing is... So they're saying Ziplash is going to be... Like, this could be... They were telling um, The Verge that this could be make or break for Chibi Robo. If this game doesn't do well, it could be the last we see of the character. Which strikes me as weird because, like you said, it's not even true Chibi Robo. So really, Nintendo's like... Basically, they told sent an interview, we could never hit mass market appeal with the other games. So now we're going for mass market because people like the character. So let's see if we can put the character... In a situation that people actually buy, yeah, I think it. this is them like kind of like yeah, we like the character, but we like the game. I think they're misreading the game it. They also the said character. small children love him, so they're making a game that's more small children accessible. How they said small it children even play? Well, I love him. Uh, I guess I don't know. But they said <laughs> small children love him. Well, I, mean, I guess the camera game, possibly or something. But that's partly why they're doing the two D game, which drives me insane that they say stuff like this. Oh, three D open world is too challenging for little kids, especially when we do the uh, whip the zip. Flash mechanic because I do that in 3D space in a logical way that a kid gets. Are you? Mm. That's honestly kind of true. I mean, have you ever seen a game with a grappling hook where that's the main mechanic? I guess the Spider-Man games, but he doesn't use it that much. Uh, Chibi doesn't use it as much as Spider-Man. That guy's a little trickier for small kids. But would Chibi want to zip flash his cord though? That seems like it would break him. 
Nah, apparently not. And apparently not. Me. Yeah, well, yeah, because they decided. But yeah, well, I mean, we'll but... see. I'm hoping this isn't the end of Chibi because uh, some they leaked NPD numbers from October show it's selling okay. I mean, Triforce Heroes, which is out for a week in October, sold uh, eighty three thousand copies. Chibi Robo in like double, triple that two or three weeks that was out sold thirty five thousand, probably in part in large part because mm-hmm. that amiibo. That's not horrible. It's not great. Well, it depends on someone's expectations. Exactly, exactly. It depends. Yeah. But I'm hoping that doesn't spell the end of Chibi because he's a great character. Well, all things considered, it did give us an amiibo. Yes, I. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I'm a huge Chibi Robo fan. You're. I think we all are. I would have bought that game, whatever it was, for the amiibo. Like, you I did. <laughs> no, I mean, I bought because it, it looked. I played it at ConCon and it looked fun enough. But, like, I still would have bought it. If, it. if they gave a lump of coal and an amiibo, I still would have bought it for $35, probably, if it was a Chibi Robo amiibo. amiibo. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we, we've all played every Chibi that's come stateside, right? All four? Or have you guys not played Park Patrol? I've played it. Okay, so we've played every Chibi that's come stateside. Zay hasn't I don't know. Well, well I think you. you and me are the big two. You, maybe even more so than me, because your Twitter handle is after Well, because I mainly end up watching him play the Chibi Robo mm. games. And if you right. see Chibi Robo climb upstairs, you don't want to do that yourself after you watch someone do it a lot. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know about I'm you guys. I voted for Chibi. A, it does an excellent job of, like, showing you the scale The difficulty of, of a three-inch guy climbing a normal human staircase. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know about you guys, but I voted for Chibi in the uh, Smash Bros. character. I didn't battle. vote at all. Well, you're a horrible Nintendo fan. <laughs> what did you vote for? You better not uh, say Goku. No, I voted for Wonder Red. Okay, that's a, that's a good choice. All right. I accept. I have a shirt. I know. I bought it for you. you at Nintendo World in New York. Exclusive. Exclusive. Available right Actually, now. not exclusive. They're giving away a Comic-Con uh. the next year. <laughs> or the same year. I don't remember. Wait, the shirt? Yeah. Or not Comic-Con packs. They're giving away a packs. Uh, okay. Those are leftovers that they were selling. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But you're wearing that's an exclusive cool. Nintendo World shirt right now. Both of you are. Both Kersey and me. What? Yeah. Huh. I'm such a good friend. Oh, I'm such a good friend. But anyway, um, so I guess we, we already started talking about Chibi Robo, so we might as well just segue right into our, what we've been playing, which for me and you, Elvis, is Chibi Robo. And then I know, Jose, you're going to talk about Human Resource Machine before we then wrap up with our big anniversary giveaway that you guys listening don't want to miss because um, we're giving things away that involve money. You guys but being the listeners. Not that's why I said you guys listening don't want to miss. You. you guys listening don't want to miss. Wait, what? No. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Chibi Robo. Um, I'm just going to start by saying I understand this franchise has always had gimmicks. Like, we kind of talked about it already. Like, I get Photo Finder's about AR photos. Park Patrol's about weird how we make the touchscreen work, and the answer was you don't do it for <coughs> Chibi Robo. Um, the original was, like, the open world thing. That was the least gimmicky of the bunch, probably. The new one's hook is supposedly this whole whip and swing mechanic. That's what the developers say the whole idea was, was they wanted to do this thing where Chibi uses his plug as a weapon and to navigate worlds so it kind of works i mean you're playing they're replacing the 3d worlds it's all 2d side scrolling you're moving left to right up and down yada yada you're using his plug to fight and to unlock puzzles and stuff and that kind of works but i think to me the word that sums up this game in its entirety and Alice, let me know if you agree or not is just quirky like both in terms of its personality and in terms of some of its gameplay choices, just everything about it just is like, oh, it's the Chibi Robo quirk. Chibi Robo is quirky in general. That's what I mean, yeah. Like, but even like how some of the design choices made gameplay wise are kind of quirky. But I, th- I think we can agree that like, in terms of 
personality, this is a Chibi Robo game. Like, there's no doubt that this is oh, not Chibi Oh, yeah, Robo, I mean, every Chibi Robo great. game always sticks to the personality. Yeah, and that's something that they didn't ditch when they went side-scrolling. Like, I, I, if one thing's been consistent. Yes, and that's the and it's a good thing, because that's yeah. one of my favorite parts of the game. Like, the characters. Like, they even brought back some wacky weirdness. Like, there's an airplane that loves snacks that you have to give snacks to, which, by the way... And a monkey. And a monkey. And I really like that they're all real-world snack items. Yeah, so... That, it, that, it has a nice touch. like the most expensive game ever made from Nintendo? Well, no, they get paid to put those in, other way around. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's uh, product placement. But, I mean, the older Chibi-Robos did that, too, if I remember correctly. Or was it Pikmin that did that? Uh, Pikmin. Yeah, that's right, Pikmin. that's Pikmin, too. But, um, it kind of worked because, like, he, first of all, he has that adorable dance whenever he finds a snack, <laughs> which is just so Chibi-Robo. And then, like, when he, when the airplane or whoever's, like, telling about the snacks and describing them, they're, like, yeah, these the ridiculous description. descriptions that are also very subtle product placement, <laughs> or not very subtle. So, like, that, I kind of like that. And even little things, like, you know, they kept that, if he's saying yes or no to something, he has a little check mark or X pop up out of his head. It's like usual. Yeah, when he when he gets out of his spaceship at Star Wars, he's kind of peeking out, like looking a little like I'm a little, I don't know about this, and then goes for it. <laughs> it's like all that personality stuff is there and is great. But then they kind of, at least to me, kind of put the quirk into other things too, which Skip does with every chibi game. But this one, like in particular, the thing that I thought was kind of weird is so a standard platformer, which Chibi Row kind of is, has you go world to world within each world or however many level. You do that in Chibi Robo Ziplash, but instead of going linearly from level 1 to level 2 to level 3, at the end of a level, there's these, like, three UFOs, and if you Ziplash your, if you whip your cord into one of them, depending on which you whip, you get a number of spins on this wheel. And this wheel, which pops up after each level until you've cleared the entire world, will designate how many spaces you move on the little map of the six or eight levels, and then that's how you pick the next level. So that on one I hand, see the point of that. Yeah, that's what, you know what's weird about that is there's no I don't quite get it either. And then you can rig it if you use in-game coins. You can buy basically guarantees of how many spin. Basically, you can buy so much that you'll ultimately guarantee which space you land on. Yeah. Which then makes you think. So they make this weird quirky mechanic of let's make it a random level where you might play the same one multiple times. It's you never know. It's I don't know. Quirky. Why would that be a good thing? Though? I don't know. And then even weirder, they undermine their own decision to do this quirky thing by letting you basically pay your way out. So it's just like why just how about you just don't do it to begin with. Yeah, it's completely pointless. It's, it's very strange. But again... It then just, once you beat all the levels, you could pick whatever level you want. Right, and that makes sense. But but, but if you're stuck, like... There, there was a point when I, I... It was early in the first world, but I was like, I don't know, the third level, fourth level. And I spun the wheel, and I didn't want to use in-game coins, because I didn't know what else they were for, so I'm like, I'm just going to save them. And I mm-hmm. ended up playing the same level three times. I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> so sometimes you're stuck in those loops. But it reminds me a lot of Triforce Heroes, where you want to play online... But everyone keeps picking the one, all the levels you already played. Well, and you need that one final it's level to beat the annoying world. for no reason. Essentially, essentially. <laughs> but yeah, and but I mean, at the same time, kind of like, well, Skip just does that. That's just their weird quirkiness. So, what do I chalk it up to? Well, it's a Chibi Robo game. Of course, they're going to have a wheel that takes you back to the same level that you can then buy your way out of. But that just struck me as a little weird and kind of fulfills the whole quirk thing. And the other thing is the costumes, which first of all, between Yoshi Woolly World, Super Mario Maker. Triforce Heroes and now Chibi Robo, Nintendo's on some sort of weird fashion kick this year. Mm-hmm. Like, every major fall release has had a costume element, and I mean, like, hundreds of costumes. So, Chibi, I mean, do you want to talk about a little how this whole thing works, the Chibi Robo costume system? So, uh, for every level, there's a random chance that a little baby alien is This is when you get to it, right? Random chance? Yes. Uh, but yeah. you can circumvent it. <clears throat> so, on the level... Um, well, it lets you know if there's an alien in the level, so you go to it, 
Is this this is only on the second playthrough, right? You have to beat the level first, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then actually, no, no I, th- yeah, I, think I, I think I've ran into the alien on my first playthrough in a level. Oh. But anyway, you run into the alien, you find him, you drag him into a specific spot in each level where, um, if you spin him, he like makes a music, and his little spaceship comes to rescue him, and you throw him to the spaceship, and then. Pause for a sec. Can we mention just how ridiculous and how chibi robo that entire <laughs> scenario is? So you go into this level and there's an alien, and then you spin him around and he spits out music, and then the well, music the whole point of the game is an alien invasion, yeah, which for whatever reason only chibi robo could save the Plus world. He's cleaning the space station from the outside, so he's the only one that sees it. Where's the army? Oh, wait. I don't know. Well, they're baby aliens, no one can see them. They're I like guess tiny. they are tiny. I mean, he's three inches tall, they're shorter than him. <laughs> it's true. It's really just an adorable invasion. It's, it's a threat that only he knows about. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you throw the alien to the spaceship, but it's not really that hard. And then he gives you a treasure chest, which could maybe <laughs> give you a costume or just give you coins. But uh, if it is a costume, then you get really lucky. I got a soccer costume, soccer mm-hmm. uniform costume. Mm-hmm. And then um, once you get the costume, each level has like a five-digit code that you could input to unlock. To basically guarantee a costume. When yeah, you so you don't have it. to do the alien thing. But when you get a costume, <laughs> you uh, it, gives you, it gives you a number, one number from the five digits. I think it's five. Yeah, it's five. And then they're like, oh, do you want to put it to me first? So like, you could let other people know. And then when they get the costume, they get like they get another different random number. And then they could put a post. Then they post it on Meverse, and then like you're supposed to like mix and match yeah. until you get all the numbers, and then you could get the costume for another level. Which in and of itself, that crowdsourcing of like figuring out a puzzle together, I could see being re- maybe not with numbers, but it's something like this. I could see being really cool on like the next Zelda or something. Yeah. Like the concept isn't bad, but it's kind of weird that the game's like, well, you play a level endlessly until you get a costume, or, or break out the pen and paper. It's time to find some numbers on Meverse. Like, there's no real. But then in the end, like I feel like if I just go to Game Facts, I could just find all the numbers. Yeah, and then it undermines the entire thing. Like it's a completely pointless. It's another example of like it's like convoluted just for the sake of being quirky. Which yeah. again, like everything in Chibi Robo that's not just by the books platforming is like, well, it's Chibi Robo. We gotta be weird. Which <laughs> seems like it's its motto in every game they ever make of Chibi Robo, and sometimes it works and sometimes it's it doesn't. Pre-internet era. Yeah, yeah. Well, but then again, you need the internet to exchange Yeah, you would codes. need the internet, yeah. But it's just like, it's, just, it's pre-Meverse. Yeah. But it, uh, like, it's not a bad idea. I think it could be cool in future games. And I kind of like it, but it's just so convoluted for costumes that do nothing except change your appearance. Yeah, like, it's yeah, definitely yeah. an you extra. You have, like, a little Link chibi. Or yeah, and he looks chibi. adorable. And it's just, like, little extras for people that want to have, like, a little more challenge to the game, I feel like. At least that's my take on it. Like, there's no real benefit unless... You gotta catch them all, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I just want to see what costumes he has. Exactly, yeah, and it's fun, but it's not mm-hmm. like it's gonna hurt you if you decide not to become a detective and peruse Meverse for hours. Because Meverse look up all the codes and put them in. Yeah, Meverse doesn't specify um, which level the codes are for, right? I mean, it does in the screenshot, but there's no sorting, right? It, you can't sort by level in Meverse. Oh itself, no, I mean, I guess you just have to find it so if someone more. posts it. Yeah, which makes it so much more ridiculous. But the funny thing is, this game, this almost is like. I don't call it a punishment, but they make it so much harder for the early adopters. Because the codes, like when you adapters. when the game first came out, what? I guess would it be adopters or adapters? Adopters. Adapters. A- adapter would be like. Um, I guess you're right. Yeah, adapter would be like a lightning cable to a thirty <laughs> or something. But yeah, right, adopters. Because if you think about it, like if we we got the game right, I think we got it day one too, right? 
We got early on. Yeah. Well, and all I, the codes weren't discovered yet and won't be mm-hmm. for a while. So either we had to play levels ad nauseum until we just happened to unlock a costume or we had to browse Miiverse for hours looking for that one screenshot you may not find. <laughs> but yet someone that like bought gets the game for Christmas in two weeks or for Hanukkah for those Jews out there like me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for those folk, they just cop to game facts like you're saying you're going to do and it's already all laid out for them. Like it's definitely more of a challenge for... They could choose to take the easy route and go, or yeah, and go game packs, or choose to take the hard route. But we didn't get that choice. We just yeah. had to settle for skip being quirky and roll with it. That's what it is. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like all the quirkiness aside, at the end of the day, at least to me, and have you used the the super cheapy bubble thing with Amiibo? You know, I have not. Because I don't know why I would. That's the other <laughs> thing. So that's that's a third quirk. Thank More you. I totally forgot about this one. Is Amiibo. Our work work in Chibi Robo in like five different ways. You can scan him on the home screen and you get a daily fortune. Or okay, you can scan him. You can scan it in your Chibi house where you go to recharge every day and you get like uh, in-game coins. You can scan it in level and you become super Chibi Robo, which makes you move faster and you're stronger. Like it's just all these little things are just like, well, we don't really know what to do with the amiibo, but we wanted to make one. So, just scan it wherever you want, and then the, the 3DS will do things. That's what it took for them to make one. And, yeah, I'm fine with that. It's just kind of another like quirky example of like Skip just drawing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. But oh, And then they have their like, skateboarding levels. Those, honestly... Well, one, some of those are the only use of 3D. Like the jet ski, or the... not the No, the boss fights use the 3D. Never mind, take that back. Uh, the vehicles don't really. But the vehicle thing feels like some of them could have used more polish, for lack of a better term. They get, like, the fact that you don't have checkpoints in them is a little annoying. Oh, yeah, it was really hard. That was one of the hardest levels. Yeah, not just that, but I feel like some of it's just, I don't even know how much of it is difficulty versus just, like, it's just wonky. Like, they should have gotten a second opinion on a couple of those, I feel (laughs) like, but... It was kind of hard. Like, it was just getting everything. Yeah, that's the trick. Yeah, that's that's really the trick, and if you die, there's no checkpoints. Unlike in the main game, where there's, like, five checkpoints per level, or three, so it's kind of... But, but yeah, I feel like the core gameplay is so much less out there than everything we discussed at this point. Like, at the end of the day, I mean, at least to me, maybe. It is weird. I mean, Tinker uh, also had, like, weird power-ups. He, like, goes on fire. Yeah, he still has power-ups. He can go on fire. He can do stuff like that. There's boss fights that go into the screen, which are nice to use the 3D effect a little. You still have the charge that comes into play. Every Chibi Robo game, the other consistent thing is he only can walk so many steps or do so many things without a recharge. Not really so, a factor here. It doesn't really factor in because they let you recharge at outlets scattered around the level. But in and theory, nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, batteries. So it's really enough. just yeah, it's like cramming in. It's just, just added in. They're like, oh look, he still has a life bar. Yeah. yeah, but like the platforming at the end of the day is really kind of by the books. Like there's nothing too crazy. I mean, the the whiplash mechanic, the the grapple is essentially like what you see in other platformers. You aim it, you fire it, it ricochets, you're done. Like, it's, it's pre- like, Bionic Commando has a slimmed-down version of it. Yoshi has an auto-aiming version of it, sort of, with the eggs. Like, it's all kind of similar. Like, it's not... And the, I feel like the level design isn't, like, too crazy. Like, the little orbs to make it longer. Yeah, that's true. That's the one thing that they, it does that other games don't, is you collect orbs as you go through the level, and then that extends the reach, which you need to beat later parts of the level. So, like, it kind of makes sense. But it's not like the most amazing platformer ever it's a fun little platformer don't get me wrong but it's not like it's not breaking new ground here or anything it's pretty unless you disagree it seems pretty no, I mean, like, standard I, I like it yeah it's fun like all the all the reviews I seen too is like well it's pretty much what we expected it's just cute and like it's fun yeah it's not particularly it's not hard yeah it's, it's not fun. particularly difficult at all 
except those fun. vehicle level. This yeah. game oh, yeah, those are yeah. kind of hard. But it's just like... So it sounds like I, they played it very safe. They played it... They got experimental with things that don't matter and kept it very safe with the things that do. In it, like, how I would sum it up is, like, personality-wise, it's Chibi-Robo through and through. The quirks of the game feel like Chibi-Robo quirks, and, you know, they're things that you can either ignore completely or kind of overcome if you don't like them, but they are weird. And then the core gameplay that's behind those quirks is good, but I feel like Skip could have made it great, and they decided to just leave it at good. My takeaway, basically, is if you like Chibi-Robo, you'll like it because of the personality. If you like platformers, you'll like it because it's still a pretty solid platformer. Just not very innovative. It's just more slow and meticulous, I guess, because of the whip lash. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for like the next Chibi Robo GameCube game equivalent, nah, not this. If you're looking for like the next Mario tier platformer, I would say it's not this either. <laughs> it's it's good. It just isn't great. It's filler. It's kind of filler. It's them putting the character in amiibo out there and seeing who bites, and they built a game that kind of supports that basically. At least that's my. They I could have done worse. Do, so that's, that's, yeah, they could have done a lot worse. They could have done a little better, but it's good for what it is. I would say it's like a seven. I don't ever assign numbers on the show, but if I had yeah, to give one, it's probably like seven, seven and a half. Yeah, I give a seven. I, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I love the personality, but it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't like, you know. So, would you recommend it? Yeah, if you like platform. Someone that doesn't know anything about Chibi Robo, and they're just Ooh. looking for a platformer. If you're looking for a, if you're looking for a well-made, although not little great, kid comes up to you, they're like, I, I like Mario games. Oh, a little kid, I'll, like, I'll definitely. Oh, a little kid it. would Fine. like this. Um, I just want to be like a thirty-year-old. If a thirty-year-old comes up to me uh, and says like, "Yo, bro, I'm looking for like the hardest core of the platformers," okay. I'd be like, "No," and I don't know why you're talking like that. <laughs> All right, thirty-year-old up to you, they're like, "I'm looking for another platformer with 3DS. I really like Mario games because that helps out with anything." Yeah, there's this cool one called Tribute Robo, and we're role-playing now. Yeah, there's this cool one called Tribute Robo, but be warned, it is a little more slow and meticulous. Tribute Robo, is this like some it's Japanese a little... anime thing? Or... Yeah, it's like the slow, it's Chibi as in like in Japanese anime, between small, so it's like a tiny cute robot, and like it, uh, it's like this little platformer, I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it's a little platformer, and it, it has its moments. Strangers. It has it, yeah, I know. It has its moments, but it definitely is a slower burn than, say, a Mario game. It's more meticulous, there's a little more... Not really puzzle elements, but you just move slower. It's, it's less like there's less fighting with enemies. It's <laughs> I don't think moving. I want this game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it, if you're a chip. I don't know if anyone who likes a Mario game would instantly yeah, love this. I'm gonna go get Happy Home Designer. You know, that's not what I described at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's off, but okay. <laughs> no, I honestly, I it's yeah, it's a good game. Do you recommend great. Animal Crossing board game? Amiibo Festival. I've heard it's really boring. <laughs> like really boring like mm. IGN's review is like we almost fell asleep while playing <laughs> they said that at the start of video review and I was like ooh that's that's not good so bad but, but one game that will keep you on your toes a bit more check out this transition Human Resource Machine you've been playing that haven't you I have tell us all about it so all about it there isn't actually that much to tell because it's a game that teaches you how to program in a very fun in a very fun and creative way, um, if you've played, if you play Little Inferno, it has the same kind of art style and humor as you would expect from it. Um, the everything, t- the signature Tomorrow Corp. Yeah, feel. like the Tim Burton-y kind of vibe. Googly eyed. I always liked their soundtrack. It's always so yeah. ambient and it's perfect for the yeah, game. It, it, it makes it sound like, like something like bigger than you is going on. Um, and in Little Inferno, without spoiling anything, there is. And in this one, it's kind of alluding to the fact that it is also. But, it's like the same people made the game. Yeah. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> so, what I really like is that it, it is like way different from you would expect like from their previous games because they do really change it up. Like, I mean, World of Goo to Little Inferno to this, it's like, they're just experimenting like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, um, essentially, you just have a simple task. Every level is just one task. Like, 
gets charged really easily. Your task is just, all right, move everything from the inbox to the outbox, and that's it. So you just have to drag a command. So you have a list of commands that grow as the more levels you complete. And so you drag the command for um, inbox into your, I guess, your piece of paper where all the commands are getting executed. Then you grab outbox. So the inbox and outbox, like, like in the game, they're represented as little, like, you're in, like, a room, right? And yeah, you're, 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 you're in a room. The inbox has a little box at the end with a conveyor belt of letters or numbers right. leading into that inbox. It's not just, like, an email. And then the outbox has a little box where you drop the things in, and then the conveyor belt leads them out of there. Right. And so if you put in... So if you put on the command strip, like inbox and outbox, your little character, which you create, well, well, not too much in depth, but um, they run to the inbox and they grab a number or a letter and they run over to the outbox because that's what you put next and they'll drop it in there and then that'll be it. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, they'll say, all right, um, we want you to take whatever is on the inbox and put in the outbox, but we want you to double the amount or we want you to put everything that's not a zero or... And one of the trickier ones that I had... Um, there was one where they said, like, all right, we want you to add the every every two objects in the inbox. We want you to add them. We want you to add them up um, from the. Oh no, we have to, We want you to subtract them. We want you to subtract the first object from the second object. I'm so confused. <laughs> every two items in the inbox, we want you to grab. <laughs> we want you to subtract the first object from the second object. Put the result in the outbox. Then subtract the second object from the first object. Put that in the outbox, and then grab the next two. So you have to figure well, out... this game isn't for me. <laughs> so, so, using, so using all the commands you have, you have to just like figure... It's just a puzzle. Like the moment, yeah. the moment you make any kind of mistake, it immediately stops you so that you could go back and correct it from there. Mm -hmm. You can also play out your code like slowly. You could fast forward. You could like slow it down and then pause it so you could be like, all right, this is kind of where it gets tricked. Like this is where it goes wrong. So I should pause it right here. Maybe switch some things around. And you don't have to like... And since you also have to clear the inbox, you don't have to type in the, you don't have to put in inbox, outbox, inbox, outbox the entire time. You could just put a little jump command, which you just put a little, you drag the little blue arrow to the top of the, of your chain of coding so that it knows to just repeat. So right. that it just doesn't so, so each action is like its own little thing you add into the code. And it's the like, puzzle is figuring out which actions go in which it's, order it's, to do it correctly. Yeah, it's literally like um, creating the, those poems that people have on their refrigerators. Oh, the just, poem magnet things. Yeah, poem magnets. The haiku magnets. Yeah, it's literally just a bunch of like, you have like the little magnets on the side yeah. that you have an endless supply of and you just stick them on the figurative ma um, refrigerator. Right. And it just goes in order like exactly what you program it to do. So if you make any mistakes, you will know exactly why it made that mistake. And it'll stop at that mistake. Yeah. And if, yeah, it will stop at that like mistake. Like on the chain. Yeah, so you could just like, correct it from there. And if you get confused at any point, you could talk to your manager. There's some guy sitting in the top like right corner, and you could ask him to give you an example. So he'll tell you, like, oh, if your input is this, your output should look like this. That way you know, like, oh, okay, so these two should be added first, not these two. Sounds like there's some math involved here. There is definitely a lot of math involved. Okay. And, um... <laughs> And play games have fun. Got to learn. <laughs> I don't a lot like, to learn again. VTech. I mean, I, I I like my I like my puzzle games, and this was definitely a different kind of puzzle game. Cause like I there is nothing like I, it, huh? I, I dabbled into coding like like my first year, like my first year in college. Mm -hmm. And while I didn't, there definitely wasn't a career choice I wanted, um, which is why I essentially eventually dropped it. It definitely, I definitely like the idea of building a game around that concept, cause it just makes for it's tricky problems and like really like oh like aha moment solutions and what's kind of i don't know i guess it's like part of the quirkiness of the game is like every single level is a different year that you are at this company 
Uh-huh. So when you get to like your seventh year, you're like, oh, you, you've been here for seven years. Now we trust you to handle like using the add function or the subtract. It's really function. sad that it takes seven years for that simple. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of joining in the <laughs> fact that you're like working at corporate. That you're like right. You're just another cog in the machine, the human resource machine. Yeah, and then like every like, that's like in the movie where they say the title of the movie. And the every movie. few years you get a coffee break, and it has like a little like cutscene. Right. It's just like and it's super mundane, I'd imagine. Like, like, a like, like, like your typical like um, Tomorrowland animation that you expect, and that humor. You mean Tomorrow Corp? Tomorrow Corp. Tomorrowland's with Disneyland. Yeah, but it's <laughs> and a subpar movie apparently. And, yes, um, yes, with George Clooney. Yep. So I mean, if you like puzzle games, like, I definitely recommend it. That's it sounds like a real <laughs> thinking game, like a thinker's puzzle game, it as opposed is, to like a more casual Tetris or whatever. Yeah, it, it's just very satisfying. <laughs> Whoa. That's the second time you've hit your clipboard today. It is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very satisfying. <laughs> like, every time that you... You hit his clipboard. During the podcast already? Yeah. Is it twice? Yeah. That was the first Pay attention. It was a Earlier little more in the podcast. It wasn't as dramatic as that. Yeah. Um, no, it's just very satisfying. <laughs> That's all I... So, so, you'd yeah. ra- so you'd recommend it for people who know what they're getting into, it sounds... Or would you recommend it? Like, not for any puzzle. Well, I mean, like, it eases you through. So, if you like puzzle games in general, like, you'll probably find something you like in this. Because, I mean, it eases you through it. It teaches you how to play. You don't have to know how to do coding before. Right, right. I mean, how would you advertise Little Inferno? You can't really advertise that and make Throw someone stuff in a play. fire and watch is, it burn. This is easier to advertise <laughs> than, than Little Inferno. Because this is like, like, oh, this is the puzzle game. The other one, like, at first, you didn't even know if there was a game involved. You're like, oh, you just buy. Yeah, and then it becomes on. a puzzle game over time, sort of. No, it's no, sort of. No, yeah, it, well, it, not really it, a puzzle. It, it gives you clues of what you need to do, and then you figure it out. That is a puzzle. Oh, not puzzle yeah. game. No, no, but those are just yeah. for your own satisfaction. No, you unlock stamps and achievements and stuff with that. You're right. To beat the game, no, you don't necessarily need. Not it. that you don't need to do anything. That's, that's, that's just like it's a puzzle element. element you could choose to take or yeah. leave. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Lone Inferno is definitely the weirder of the two. That's definitely the weirdest one. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it so fun, though. Yeah, it's really fun. It was a good launch title for the Wii U, Little Inferno. Because it, like, the gamepad makes sense song. for... Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah, and that. But, um... Alright, so... Any other... The title's being little man doing the little cha-cha or whatever he's dancing. How, uh... Does use the, I guess the game pads are all the it's the exclusive code. you don't need you don't need a TV whatsoever I oh, mean okay. that's just like if someone else is watching you or helping you right so that's probably why it's only on like Steam and Wii U because you need direct input with a mouse yeah. and touch that makes sense mm-hmm. how much was it do you remember was it like fourteen recently price typical or reasonably fourteen ninety nine oh not bad I mean that little front was I think like, I meant reasonably <laughs> hey Mister uh, Mister Adapter versus ad- Adopter I was asking. Yeah, and I corrected myself, so it's sort of the same, but not really. <laughs> anyway, so I guess that that does it for this episode. Before we go, um, our fourth anniversary was last weekend, so we're doing a giveaway, as I mentioned. Uh, so, so first of gift? all, no, we just exchange high fives. <laughs> there we go. So, so first of all, I did want to take a moment. I think I'm the. You didn't even try. I think I was a little late, okay? It was a fake out at first. You know, like the high five, low five, to the side, too slow. It was that. Uh, whatever, however that goes. Um, first of all, I think on behalf of YouTube, but you could tell me if you don't agree. Don't talk to I, me. I, okay, well, tell me if you disagree. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who's listened for the past four years. Wow, Do you disagree with that? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Um, it really means the world to us that you guys have actually tuned in. Whether, Whoa. whether, yeah, whether you're it means um, the world what, it means you. the whole. It, we do this every two weeks. It means a lot. It really does. And whether you know whether you've actually been there since episode one back in twenty eleven, or whether you're only in the last couple episodes, you know, or even if this is your first, we appreciate you guys listening. It it it's nice to be able to put our you thoughts out there. Pop someone's cherry. 
podcast cherry. But it's it's nice to like put this out there and have people actually listen. So so thank you for that, everyone listening. We really do appreciate it, and uh, it, you know it's very cool that like you guys care what we think or don't care but want to laugh at us. Whatever it may be, thank you. Uh, <laughs> either so, way, we got a few yeah, suckers. Either way, yeah, <laughs> God, you're listening. Uh, no, but so as a thank you gift for doing that, we're going to do, kind of like we did last year, we're going to do a giveaway. So um, if you go to the blog post for this episode, which is episode 112 Micro Machines over at Ramtown.com, scroll down to the comments and tell us your favorite Nintendo holiday memory, much like we did earlier in the show, you will be automatically entered to win a $35 eShop gift card that you can spend on whatever you want. And there's some good... Uh, eShop sales going on for the next couple weeks like the Cyber Monday stuff so so it might still be up when this ends when this contest ends I'm not sure but we're gonna get, leave it open up until our next episode goes live is it gonna point, be random or are we you gonna like choose we're your gonna randomly, no, we're gonna, story. Random, we're gonna choose one at random it's only fair um, we're not gonna pick our top story cause like <laughs> I guess we could but no we're gonna do it at random give everyone an equal shot much like they gave us a shot <clears> but then it's like you give, the, you give the satisfaction to people knowing that like if you, you pick the top, your favorite one they're like they're gonna read this they're well, going to read my favorite memory. The, now you're questioning how the contest is going to work on the contest announcement, so people aren't going to know what to do, but it's a fair point. But I, like, my comment, or someone else's comment, could be like, You know what? You're right. You I got a what? game. You're right. We're and I had a fantastic poop. We are <laughs> switching on the fly. You're right. Tell us your Nintendo memory. We're going to pick our favorite. Thank you. And you will win a $35 eShop gift card. You have up until um, a couple days before the next episode. We'll have all the details on the blog post for this one, but definitely let us know your favorite. You could win. You know, it's the least we can do to say thank you for listening to us for however long you've listened to us. And we will be back with that next episode where we announce a winner on December 13th. We're also going to have our full impressions from the event itself of the Game Awards. Like, what we thought from inside the theater as it was unfolding. Uh, plus, whatever news there may be, I suspect the Smash video presentation, the Smash Bros. thing might happen by then. So, probably talk about that. We might have new MPD the numbers. Last one. Yeah, the last one. So we're going to have a lot to talk about next episode, plus impressions of the latest games. There's some indie stuff coming out that I'm sure we'll cover. Um, and we, like I said, we're going to announce the winner. So to make sure you don't miss that episode, follow us on Twitter, at Ram Nintendo. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice, which may or may not now include Google. We're in there, but I don't think Google's launched yet, but Google Play will soon have us. Um, also, you can follow us individually if you want to hear our thoughts on whatever game stuff or see some photos and tweets from inside the Game Awards. Uh, I'm JSR7. Angel is Wero, W-E-R-R-O underscore O, as I always spell. Uh, Elvis is Drake Redcrest. Chibi Robo. From Chibi Robo. Uh, that is also your Meverse handle. It's everything. It's also his Meverse handle. Uh, Wero is not spelling it a second time, but that's also um, <laughs> Angel's Meverse handle. You can find me on Meverse at Jason R. Feel free to Feel free to friend or follow any of us or none of us. The choice is yours. The power is in your hands. And we'll be back in two weeks. So thank you again for listening for the past four years. And we will see you with the winner in a couple of weeks' time. Bye. Bye.